Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today, I have entitled my message, Answering Your Questions. Answering Your Questions. A question was asked during our teaching session last Sunday, and I will repeat that question. What if we diligently practice what is taught on the subject of giving, but things seem to be going in the opposite direction. A very valid question, I must say, and also a very common question among believers. Often I hear that question and we wonder, why is the word not working for some and for some others the word is producing the results. I'm going to give you a very short answer to that question, and I will elaborate by giving you four main reasons that the Bible teaches why the Word often does not produce the desired results or the results that God promised us in His Word. A short answer to this question is because the devil is challenging our faith in the area where we received the word. For instance, if you hear the word on divine healing and health, that's where the enemy will challenge your faith. When you hear and receive the word on financial prosperity and the blessing of the Lord in our material world, that is where the devil will challenge your faith using natural circumstances in order to cause you to let go of your faith. That's the short version of it. We need to understand that we have an adversary and he is after the word. The moment you receive the word, he will attack not you, but the word in you to let you off your believing, to cause you to stumble and get offended and say, well, I've tried this, it doesn't work for me. As I've mentioned, furthermore, I will give you four main reasons as to why the word will not produce the desired results and hopefully will help you see and understand certain things which will prove valuable to you in the long run. One main reason I believe the Word will not produce the desired results is because the Word of God has not been given enough time in the mind and in the heart of the believer to take root within us. 
Jesus teaching on this very subject, he said the following in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, and I want you to read that from your own Bibles. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, and we're going to read two verses, 16 and 17. Jesus said, These likewise, talking about the sower sowing the word of God. These likewise are the ones that are sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble or they get offended and they back off from believing the word. So it's important to notice here that because they have no root in themselves, as Jesus said, they endure only for a season, but ultimately they give in to the pressure the enemy exerts upon them. Someone once said that most battles are lost in the counterattacks of the devil. Even though we receive the word with gladness, when we are challenged about what we believe, usually unless the word takes root in us, we will give in to the symptoms, we will give in to the contradictory circumstances which the devil himself, himself manufactures. You need to understand that the devil is the god of this world. He can create circumstances, maneuver situations, causing you to back off your faith. And that's very important for us to understand that. Any word you receive from God on any given subject, you must understand the devil will challenge you in that area. And he will try to tell you it's not true. It's not working for you. One of my favorite confessions of faith is this. The word always works for me. The word always works for me. Plus, I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I feel. I am only moved by what I believe, and I believe the Word of God. So you need to understand that the enemy will challenge you in the natural realm, and even sometimes will maneuver things and circumstances and situations. Remember, because he's the God of this world, and he will do so in order to convince you that the word is not working for you. For instance, if you believe in God for divine healing in your body, you have something in your body, you prayed, you believed God according to the scriptures, what the enemy will do is point you to how you feel. He will say to you, see how you feel. You're not healed. And he will also point you to what you are experiencing in the natural, trying to influence you to walk away from the word. 
And if you side with your symptoms rather than with the word, he's got the victory over you in that area. That is why the walk of faith is what we have, not just as an offensive weapon, but as a defensive weapon as well. For instance, Jesus said he will use affliction. He will use tribulation and even persecution in order to cause you to stumble and get offended so you can walk away from what you have been taught. You will get offended with the word of God. You'll get offended with those who preach the word because you believe the symptoms, the circumstances, rather than what the word of God declares. So the solution to that is this. Unless the word of God grows root in you, remember that God's word is the incorruptible seed that lives and abides forever. But that seed has to fall on fertile ground within our hearts, give it enough time to throw root in us, to become part of us. And unless the word grows root in us, every time we are challenged by natural circumstances, we will give in to the devil's lies and we're going to let go of our faith in that word. Continuing in faith, standing firm in your faith and in your conviction that the word always works, regardless of what you see, regardless of what you feel, regardless of what you're experiencing in the natural, and holding on to your confession of faith is the secret of overcoming the attacks of the enemy. So being rooted and grounded in the word, which you have received, is your ultimate weapon of defense as well as offense. In order, though, for that to take place in our lives, we need to spend quality and quantity time with the word, meditating in it, until the truths of his word saturate our entire being. Two weeks ago, Nikki gave us a testimony. And she said, for 20 years, I've been telling her, get into the word and stay there until you see it. Finally, she saw and she received revelation of that word concerning an area of her life. And she received her victory. So we need to stay with the word. How long until the word works? Amen? So we need to spend not just quality time, but quantity time meditating in the word until the truths of his word saturate our mind and our entire being. And this is where most of us miss it, folks. We don't take the time that is needed with the word. We don't meditate enough in it. We don't study it diligently and fervently. Why? Because we're satisfied to go by what someone else said about it. Most of us are content, and this is the truth. It's sad, but this is the truth. Most of us are content to go by somebody else's revelation on the word of God. And that kind of attitude becomes our downfall. I believe it because the pastor said so. 
Hello. You need to believe it because you searched the word for yourself and you have received revelation yourself concerning this word because you've taken the time to go deep into what the word says. Thank God I, I, I can help you as much as I can. I can inspire you to believe God. I can become a catalyst in you believing the word, but that's not enough. You're going to have to dig into it yourself and believe because you read it and you saw it from the word of God by the help of the Holy Spirit. And let me share an answer to prayer. It's a testimony and an answer to my long-standing question and that is the question that one of you has asked me last week. And this was my question. Lord, I said, and this bothered me actually for a long time. Why don't we all see the harvest of our giving? Why does the word will work for some and not for others? And, and, and uh, it's a good question. Wouldn't you say so? So one morning as I turned my thoughts on the teaching that I was giving at our local church at that particular time, I was teaching on the principle of the seed, the, the principle of the power of the seed. I suddenly saw the answer to my prayer. Everything became so clear and I understood why the word works for some and why it doesn't work for others. The answer was hidden in one of the verses of Scripture from the book of Proverbs. And I want you to underline this verse in your own Bible. If you have a device, I don't know, have a notebook next to it and make note and learn this verse off by heart. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4. Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Suddenly I saw it. What was highlighted to my spirit were the words knowledge. The word says it is by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I saw why my giving worked for me. It was because it was accompanied by revelation knowledge of God's word concerning the subject of finances. I was reminded of another verse of scripture from the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hear that. Understand what God is saying. He says, My people are destroyed. Not the sinner, the believer, God's people, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest for me. 
because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. The only reason I believe, the primary reason, we are being destroyed in our finances or in any, any other area of our life is because we lack the necessary knowledge or the skill that it takes to prosper. That's what God says. He says, if you want the rooms in your life to be filled with peace, to be filled with all pleasant riches, you must obtain the knowledge of God. Remember what I said to you in my previous lesson two weeks ago, that receiving from God is a skill that is developed through knowledge and practice. Do you remember that? Learning how to receive from God what he has already promised is a skill, a skill that is developed through knowledge, not natural, but spiritual knowledge, as well as practice. The more we know, the more we practice, the more it works for us. When I first heard about the tithe and I heard about the offerings, I was only one weeks old in the Lord. I immediately put them into practice. I didn't question it. I just obeyed. When I was first taught about the principle of first fruits, I acted upon the teaching out of sheer obedience. But listen, I did not stay there. I want you to hear that well. I didn't stay there. I didn't camp on another man's revelation. This is where most believers stay all their lives. They never go deeper into the teaching. They fail to study the word on the subject and renew their minds with it. So what I did over the years, listen carefully, I spent hours in the word searching the scriptures concerning the subject, meditating on them, studying the subject of financial prosperity. As I was led of the Lord, I purchased material from other preachers and teachers and I would sit and listen to their anointed teaching hour after hour after hour until I got the word into my heart. Out of my research and diligent study on the subject, my mind was renewed and my heart was filled with revelation knowledge. This knowledge, hear me, produced the kind of faith which was needed not only to learn how to give, but also to learn how to receive my harvest. We give by faith and we receive by faith. And it's a skill we learn. Some people have learned to give and they do so joyfully, but they have not learned enough how to receive. Some people, on the other hand, know how to receive, but they haven't learned how to give. We must learn both and flow in both as we study the scriptures. I recall, as it was yesterday, scripture after scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept, 
here a little, there a little, I began to build the word into my mind and into my heart. Jesus said in Mark 4, in verse 8, other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop and sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100-fold. And then I understood the reason it did not work for others was because their giving was not accompanied by revelation knowledge because they did not take the time that was required to prepare the hearts through the diligent study of the word concerning the subject. Let me give you an example, a natural example. In the natural, no farmer goes out to sow his seed on an uncultivated and unprepared field. Amen? It's foolishness. What does he do? He spends days plowing and cultivating before planting. Why is it that we think it's any different when it comes to spiritual things? It's no different. The same principle works in the spirit. Scripture says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you take the word and you plant it into your heart, what are you doing? You're preparing the ground of your heart where the seed is falling. Amen? So time invested in the word and in fellowship with God in prayer is never wasted. Without the word, there's no knowledge. Without knowledge, there is no faith. And without faith, nothing works in the kingdom of God. Are you still with me? Praise God. So if you need a financial harvest, you will have to plant a financial seed. Not only sowing money into the work of God, but also sowing the incorruptible seed of the word of God in your heart, which will produce the faith that is needed to receive your harvest. You see, you give money to men, but you give faith to God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I cannot explain it any more simpler than what I have, the way that I've done, the way that I've explained it to you. So in that morning, when I, when I clearly saw this, the spirit concluded speaking to me by saying, son, if they do what you did, and they put the hours of study and meditation into the giving like you did and arm themselves with knowledge. It will work for them just like it worked for you because the principle works in every area of our lives, not just in finances. That is one of the primary reasons the word does not produce. Another reason our giving will not produce results is because of the negative and unbelieving words and confessions that come out of our mouths. I want you to listen carefully because this is very important as well. Proverbs 18 and verse 21. Make a note of this and study it and meditate on this verse of Scripture. You will be helped. 
Proverbs 18 and verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Did you get that? Raise your hand if you did, please. Thank you. We need to keep a close watch over the words of our mouth because they have the power to give life or death to our giving. Your words have the power to give life to your giving or death. So learn to speak the word of God over your giving and water the seed you have sown with your words of faith. Say to yourself, as I have taught you, the word always works for me and say what God says. Don't say what your circumstances tell you. Don't say what your feelings tell you. Don't even say what your natural mind tells you. Say what God says. What does the Lord say? He says in Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So this is the way I say it. I personalize it. And I say, I give, and so it is given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into my bosom. For with the same measure that I give, that I use, it will be measured back to me again. Amen. One of, the, one of my favorite scriptures that I often confess over my finances is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, powerful verse. This is what it says. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. So the way I paraphrase this, and I paraphrase it and make it my own personal confession, this is what I say. And my God is able to make all grace abound toward me so that I always, having all sufficiency in all things, I have an abundance for every good work. So find scriptures that promises you the blessing of the Lord in that area and say what God says. That is the water with which you water the seed you have sown. Speak words of life. Speak words of abundance over your finances, over your business, over the work of your hands, over your children. Your words will produce either life or death, either blessing or cursing. Now, refuse to give in to the temptation to speak words of doubt and unbelief. And you know, this is, Sometimes the temptation is so strong to speak what you see and what you feel. 
You need to resist the temptation of speaking words of doubt and unbelief, but rather reinforce your faith by speaking the word of God out loud. You know, once you do that, the enemy's terrified of the words that come out of your mouth. He's not going to stay there for long. Gather his belongings and scatter because he's terrified of the word of God. Much can be said on this matter, I believe, because most of us would rather speak and say what it looks like, what it feels like, rather than what the word says about it. Listen to this verse of scripture from the book of Proverbs 21, verse 23. Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue guards and keeps his soul from troubles. I mean, how plain can the Lord give it to us? He says, if you guard your mouth and you guard your tongue, you will keep your soul from troubles. Sure. Praise God for his word. The third reason the word will not produce are issues with our love walk. What do I mean by that? Well, the word of God says that faith works by love. In other words, what empowers our faith to produce is love, the love of God. Our love walk is vitally important in these matters. If believers stray, they stray from the walk of love, of God's love, it will render the word powerless. This is one of the main reasons also that our faith will not work. Someone said once that if he ever experienced failure in these areas regarding the word, or if his prayers are not answered, the first place he would investigate is his love walk in the area of forgiveness. Faith will not work in an unforgiving, bitter heart. For some, they find it so difficult to forgive those who at some point caused them harm. They would rehearse, they would relive those hurts over and over again, until roots of bitterness take over the mind and their attitude. My advice to you, my brother, my sister, is let go. Let go of everything that is outside of the love of God. Let go of all bitterness, all unforgiveness, envying, self-seeking, and strife. James says in James 3.16, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Get rid of the strife at any cost. Learn to live as much as it lies with you to live in peace with everyone. Anytime, as I said, we stray from God's love, we give the enemy entrance into our affairs. And you know what his work is. Once he comes in, into our domain, his work is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what he does best. That's in his nature. And finally, a fourth reason is a lack of a clear understanding of your value and your worth in Christ. You may ask, what does this have to do with receiving my harvest? 
Well, let me say this. Feelings of guilt, shame, condemnation, feelings of unworthiness damage severely our confidence in God's willingness to bless us. Many don't receive from God because they believe they, they're not worthy. They believe they do not qualify to receive God's blessing because of such feelings and damaged emotions. The answer to that, of course, is a renewed mind concerning your identity in Christ. God's blessings are not conditional on our performance, folks, but on Christ's sacrifice and his obedience. His sacrifice made us worthy. His death on the cross made us righteous, made us accepted in the beloved. His death on the cross purchased every blessing and it is received through faith and not through performance. Once that is clearly understood, I believe the way is made clear to receive from God. And if you find yourself in any of those reasons that I gave you, that I mentioned to you, be quick to repent and be quick to adjust your attitude. Say, Lord, here is where I'm missing it. Help me to adjust and correct my attitude in this area. And get in the word, stay there, trusting the Holy Spirit to show you and to build that word into your spirit. Know and be assured in your heart that the problem of not receiving, you need to know and understand that clearly, is never on the side of God. It's always on the side of man. So keep saying, the word always works for me. Even if you're not seeing any results in the natural, you will get to see them. But first, you have to believe them with your heart and say it with your mouth. The word always works for me. The blessing of the Lord is at work mightily in my life. The favor of God is on me. The favor of God is on my children and is at work every single day. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. You have to say it before you see it. If you don't have the courage to say it first, you'll never see it. That's how faith works. And I trust you learned something today. Take this teaching and listen to it again. Make notes of it. Four main reasons why the word does not produce. And adjust. Adjust your life. Adjust your attitude. Adjust your confession. Maybe it's the words you've been speaking over your finances, over your business, over the work of your hands. Repent and say, Lord, help me. Forgive me for those doubtful, unbelieving words that I have spoken. In the name of Jesus, I render them harmless. I render them ineffective. Praise God and pray for a crop failure of those words and start speaking words of life, words of faith. Walk in love. Forgive. If the Spirit of God reminds you of someone that you have not forgiven or it's still, just forgive and let it go. Remember, we walk by faith, not by feelings. Praise God. Amen. 
I trust you've received and you have learned something today that will prove valuable to you in the long run. Let's pray over the word and commit what we've learned to the Lord, asking him to help us to be always mindful. Because Jesus said, when the sower sows the word, immediately the devil comes and steals that word from those who don't understand it. So don't let the enemy steal what you heard. Say, I receive this word. I thank you for it, Lord. It will never be stolen out of my heart and resist the enemy. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your life-giving word. We thank you for what you've taught us today through your word and through your spirit. And we receive these words and we keep them within our hearts. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would seal these words in our spirits, in our minds, that we will never forget them. We will never let them go. Teach us, Lord, to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.